0: Need to survive? And why has it gotten so damn complicated? Welcome to Important Not Important. I'm Quinn Emmett, and this is science for people who give a shit. What do you need to survive? There are a default group of problems that exist in our society because of the basic needs required to be a human. And those are air, water, food, and sleep. Air, water, food, and sleep. It sounds so basic. These are our most primal needs, and are more or less biologically inarguable. And the good news is we understand them very well, and we've made enormous progress to ensure they're accessible to a greater percentage of humans than ever before. There have been some trade-offs along the way, of course, including plundering most of the solar system's single, habitable planet's resources and ecosystems, So that's what i'm going to talk about today because i'm very interested in using these essays to ask questions like yeah that's true but what about everyone else or what else happened during that time for instance the war on drugs or what part of that story isn't being told because of who's telling it or what were the costs of progress and of course if x is where we want to go what systems do we need to design to get there and what legacy bullshit do we have to stop doing more or less immediately? Regarding the latter and the availability of clean air and water and food and sleep, where we want to go is often back to the future. That is, before industrialization. We can't, obviously, and before you get, you know, in a huff, understand I'm aware that things were never easy. I'm equally in agreement that... Paleo diets are stupid, and industrialization has very clearly had its net benefits. I'm not that much of an ignoramus or moron, though. I can certainly be called both sometimes. Since we first swung down from the trees, obstacles have existed to hinder or even prevent us from getting what we need from those primal things, including rocky topography, nasty weather, lack of tools or shiny things to barter with, Racism, slavery, and of course, you know, being downright delicious to a variety of predators. With progress, uh, incentives, and of course, a real disinterest in tallying up the actual costs of both of those things, accessibility to what we need has exploded. The quality has become more varied as well, ranging from Star Trek shit, to uh, it'll do, to I'm warning you, Timmy, if you drink that, it will fucking kill you. So if you're here, it shouldn't surprise you that despite our very real successes, our societal and economic systems that we've developed over time, not to explicitly guarantee basic, unfettered, equitable access to what we need, but instead we've gamified the process of acquiring what we need to survive. And this includes building and reinforcing power structures that often exist to increase the quantity, variety, and magnitude Of those obstacles for some people. And without filling our most basic requirements, we can't truly move into the future, no matter how much one small but powerful group wants to, for instance, skip ahead to electric planes, or flying cars, or I guess those are kind of the same thing, or extended lifespans. Everything we build is a choice or a result of our choices, another layer on top of those fundamental needs. Industrialized meet cars, blood tests, public transportation, uh, a connected grid, carbon offsets, CRISPR, ocean acidification. These are all choices we made, or the result of choices we made. They make the whole thing more complicated. To poison the well. Sometimes we design them to make up for deficits where there shouldn't be any. Or to invent something cooler or better, when what we often need is less bad and more. Again, think of the most simple version of clean water, clean air, of maternal health. I want to get to the future as fast as anyone. But without equal access and enjoyment of these make-or-break requirements, there's simply no bootstraps to pull yourself up by. There's no ground to stand upon, much less to use to collectively reach higher. So Let's talk about those needs and, and how they each got um, more complicated. Let's talk about air, the one you really can't go the longest without. Here's why we need it. When we inhale, the oxygen hits our lungs and our bloodstream, where cellular respiration keeps those cells banging, doing their thing. Obviously, without that, real fast, it's game over. What's the ideal version of air? Preferably clean from the start, Preferably not stale, so we don't pass out. And if we're inside, preferably run through a filter, cleaned. Here's how it got complicated. Clean air probably started to go downhill when we decided to start cooking inside, often with wood, which a lot of folks still either do by choice or because they suffer from cooking-related energy poverty, which is like 40% of the world still. Over 4% of global deaths can be attributed to inside air pollution, which feels pretty unnecessary at this point. Outside air remained pretty choice for a while, except for the waste and the dead bodies we piled up out back. But once industrialization uh, got underway, that's when things went bad fast. Factories, coal mines, cars, roads, smoking, again, cooking inside with wood, still cooking inside with gas, all not great for lungs that more or less evolved to live to their fullest on pristine air. Now, we had a pretty good idea that these things weren't good for us, but the incentives to ignore that and build economies vastly outweighed the costs. Today, almost 8% of global deaths can now be attributed to outside air pollution. The economic math became even more lopsided when we realized we could park factories next to and pave roads through the communities of the historically marginalized, black people, brown people in America. Stripping those communities of trees, of stores, while increasing and heat and reducing air quality in like seven different ways. Here's how we can improve it. So one really great thing about air pollution, not emissions, air pollution, right, is how quickly we can make it go away like immediately, overnight, or faster. Unlike carbon or even methane emissions, which again are more potent but come out of the atmosphere faster, removing a source of air pollution inside or outside a home or a school, a restaurant or workplace, instantly improves the well-being of everyone in a surrounding area. We should do more of that. Let's talk about water. Here's why we need it. Again, a physiological tour. We need water to remain hydrated, and to regulate our body temperatures. Cells need it. uh, Tissues need it. We all need it. Electrolytes are great, and they keep up our sodium and our potassium. Uh, Water also helps keep our temperatures in check through some pretty fantastic processes, like uh, sweating or evaporative cooling. Um, But it also turns out water helps us clean ourselves, and especially our hands, Uh, to cook our food, to travel on and transport goods on, to put out fires, to grow food uh, for slip and slides, which are really great. So what is the ideal version of water? We need, for our biology, fresh water, not salty and definitely not brackish, as the Jamestown settlers learned. Now we need to filter out common contaminants like lead and uh, atrazine and arsenic and mercury, and some nitrates, and a variety of other fun pathogens. Then we usually add a little bit of chlorine to purify it, and some fluoride uh, so your teeth don't fall out. And so, again, the context still, unsafe water is responsible for about 1.2 million deaths a year. Why? Here's how it got complicated. Access-wise, we've always instinctively built huts and villages and towns and cities near drinking water. But obviously, not everybody can do that. It's finite space, and so it got contentious pretty quickly, and then we ruined the water. Quality-wise, we used to just use the bathroom directly in our drinking water, so we've moved on a little bit. But even after that, we still dumped dead bodies and other waste chemicals in our precious streams and rivers, again, like a huge variety of industrial and pharmaceutical and now farm-related chemicals and poisons, all in the water. We also built a lot of pipes with lead because it didn't corrode as much as alternatives. Now we know it corrodes our IQ. Lead in the bloodstream reduces the IQ, and we've made huge progress uh, to reduce exposure to that, but we're obviously definitely not all the way there, which is really, really stupid. So here's how we improve it. First, we could all just agree to stop dumping shit in our water directly or indirectly, like fertilizer runoff. And then once we do, we've got to work it out for us. And we're going to clean up major water sources like the Erie Canal and the Hudson River on the East Coast. There's been some progress there. The New River on the West Coast, which is a mess. And of course, all the tributaries into the Mississippi in between the coasts. But in addition, again, we've still got a hell of a lot of those leaky pipes and those lead pipes. And replacing them is going to take a long time and a lot of money And yeah, it's not the sexiest use of our cash, but we have to do it. These are fundamental make or break requirements. People can't go without water and they shouldn't have to drink dirty water. There's no better way to spend our money. Let's talk about food. Why do we need it? Well, one, because it's fucking delicious. And two, it's probably delicious because we need to convert it into energy. So we digest food, we absorb what we need. And then our body processes it through glycolysis into mitochondria, and combined with a little hit of that sweet oxygen we talked about in a process, again, called cellular respiration, we make ATP, and then like magic, you have energy, and you can get out of bed to face the sum of your lifetime decisions again. What's the ideal version of food? Uh, Nutrient-dense, affordable, and accessible for most people, right? Over time, we're finding out how our microbiomes define what diet is best for each of us, what our energy requirements are. We're really just getting started on understanding the gut, kind of like the brain, how those two go together. But broadly, most science agrees that less meat, less dairy, less sugar, basically no processed food, and way more legumes and vegetables is the way to go for our biology and for our environment, for our ecosystems. Here's how it got complicated. I mean, clearly, pre-agriculture, chasing our food was always a little bit dangerous. And agriculture has a lot of pros and a lot of cons, including the serfdom and slavery, and now specific crops requiring a specific set of recurring weather conditions, which we don't really have anymore, which was even more complicated when we thought, you know, heavy rains and drought were like the gods punishing us. Industrial farming has made more food accessible to more people great, but it's also reduce the quality of what's available, and prioritize the wrong foods, making people, animals, and soil drastically less healthy overall. So there are way more people than before in geographies that are more likely to live in poverty. 9% of the world's population is severely food insecure, which, by the way, is a huge improvement. 9% means we've got a long way to go. and. Trying to feed them is complicated. Again, a disturbing percentage of what we grow, like corn or soy in America, isn't even fed to humans. It's either fed to enormous cows or chickens after an appetizer of antibiotics, or it's turned into syrups or ethanol or both, both of which are no bueno for us, and all of which require massive amounts of that not salty water we talked about that we need to drink. Worldwide demand for meat has just dominated land use, It has driven deforestation at home and abroad and created a massive amount of carbon emissions. So instead of prioritizing access to affordably nutrient-dense food, we let a dangerously unregulated supplements industry thrive, for example. Anyways, here's how we improve it. The incentives, like everything we talk about, the incentives for what we grow, what we sell, and what we eat have to change. And that's gonna require a real kitchen sink approach, including returning land to indigenous tribes, drastically expanding black ownership of farmland, incentivizing cover crops, multi-crops, and no-till farming, taxing land use for meat, and on the consumer side, taxing or reducing water-intensive crops like almonds, taxing the shit out of sugar, banning sugar-related advertising to kids, funding plant-based meat and cell-based meats, who knows, reducing fertilizer use wherever we can, Uh, break up the FDA, for sure, and take some real lessons from the Blue Zones research and regulate the hell out of the supplements category. We gotta do all that stuff. Let's talk about sleep. Here's why we need it. Like food, sleep's fucking incredible. Believe me, I love it more than anything. And it's amazing, again, because it helps restore and repair basically everything inside our soft, vulnerable little meat sacks, It helps consolidate our memories. It regulates our hormones so we grow and regulates mood um, through some processes with neurotransmitters I don't really understand. And of course, it conserves the energy we do have from from the food. So, ideal version of sleep. Again, everybody's a little bit different and your lifestyle circumstances may dictate something else, but seven to nine hours a night is like the Goldilocks zone, A little more for teenagers, A dark, cold room, no screens, and as few interruptions uh, as possible. Sexy time, preferably before or after. Here's how sleep got complicated. Well, we work too much. We're too stressed out. Uh, We stay up too late. We eat too much and way too close to bedtime. We drink a shit ton of caffeine late in the day. And specifically, black and brown people often live in homes or areas they can't cool down or are overcrowded. So here's how we improve it. Do the opposite of all those things. Look, there's a lot we can do system-wide to improve sleep, um, mostly via reducing stress. It's a true 80-20 mechanism. We can be measurably less racist in in all things. We can pay a living wage to folks. We can require paid leave, paid sick leave, paid family leave, and health care. One in four parents reported being fired last year thanks to a breakdown in child care for their kids. One in four. Because they couldn't get childcare. We can develop systems to help people move more and eat healthier so they sleep more and don't have high blood pressure, which is the world's number one risk factor for death. Circle of life, I guess, circle of death. And we can build, again, about 4 million affordable new homes. We're gonna talk about shelter in a second. I'm not sure how we convince people to stop eating late and put their screens away a few hours before reasonable bedtime. But whatever those are, how whoever figures out how we should do those and convince people, we should do those too. Now let's talk for a minute about how we leveled up a little bit, just a couple more things. Because going from single cell to multi-cell was probably the biggest jump of all. But figuring out shelter and power, and I guess healthcare, probably felt pretty good. Shelter. I imagine we kind of figured out the need quickly but not the best version of it. It's pretty straightforward. I mean, shelter helps protect us, protect ourselves and our loved ones from harsh conditions, sun, wind, rain, cold, the heat. But it also protects our food and other essentials. So the ideal version, I'm sure we figured out through experimentation, something that's watertight, insulated, and preferably not with toxic materials, Something affordable uh, with plumbing, so the air doesn't get poisoned. And again, near that uh, delightful freshwater source. And maybe we don't have to fight over it. Here's how it got complicated. Again, there's not too much of those. Once we moved on from branches and leaves uh, to rock overhangs and caves, which all, if you've got nothing else, are pretty great. Upgraded shelters required not only more sophisticated understanding and tools to build, but more resources from which to build them, like woven fibers, animal hides, wood, and steel, and asbestos, all that stuff. And those required more extensive bartering, or eventually some form of money. If you couldn't build something new, or buy your own, you had to rent. You'd be a serf, or a slave, basically. Because to build shelter requires land, and after colonizers stole the land from indigenous people everywhere, The best land became intentionally scarce slash unaffordable slash unattainable or some combination of them because of greedy asshole warlords, slave owners, slumlords, landlords, all the above. In 2023, terrible single family zoning practices in the U.S. at least made the suburbs off limits to more dense housing, public transportation, and marginalized families. So again, when we point out these problems, it should start to become evident. What the solutions are so i'm not kidding when i say we need to build four million new affordable homes across the u.s and then hopefully power them all uh, with clean electricity speaking of power why do we need it well we really started to use power i imagine first roped carts to animals uh, to plow fields and then to take us and our goods around the neighborhood which must have been awesome Can you imagine being the one who figured it out the first time and everyone's like where the fuck is he going Anyways, for today's purposes, though, I'm talking water, wind, and some steam, whale oil for a little while, which fucking sucks, and eventually we had electrical power. These tools helped us to see in the dark, which again, holy shit, that must have been incredible, to enhance our shelter, to warm and cool shelter in our bodies, to heat and chill food, amazing, and to preserve it, and of course, to charge our kids iPads So they can play Minecraft with their friends. The ideal version. Power. Affordable. Clean. Renewable. Transmitted over a gazillion new long-distance power lines. Backed up with community and residential batteries. It'll be great. We're gonna get there. But before we get there, here's how it got complicated. Fossil fuels uh, powered the 20th century, which was great uh, on one hand. The companies that mined or drilled and then refined and distributed them, however, realized with alarming specificity really early that they would cause global warming, and then they lied about it for 60 years straight. Fossil fuels are this finite resource. They're trapped under certain states or countries or parts of the ocean. Uh, So we fought over them a lot or bribed horrific dictatorships with F-16s. Please drill more, sir. And yet 13% of the world still doesn't have access to electricity which is crazy. Again, here's how we improve it. We transition to affordable, clean, renewable power transmitted over a gazillion new distance power lines, backed up with community and residential batteries where we can, where infrastructure is not an option or not an option yet. We can do microgrids, community solar, all kinds of things like that. Mining the minerals and metals we need is already complicated all over again, but I don't know. Hopefully, we've learned something from last time. I guess we'll find out uh, when the China and EU start to respond to IRA. Lastly, let's talk about wellness or healthcare. Even if you've got all the essentials covered, you need it. Because you're going to get sick. Or you're going to get hurt. And that's life. So what is the ideal version of wellness care or health care? Something comprehensive and affordable that includes access to trusted community health workers who know you, who can provide you with ongoing guidance, checkups, vaccines, and more, so you're less frequently surprised when something comes up, and hopefully those folks can connect you with specialists as you need it. How did it get complicated? Well, we got way more access to all the stuff above, but then it was access to less good versions of those food and air and water which really made people sick. And then because of the profits we focused way more on medicine and specialty medicine and surgeries than public health and wellness. Our food makes us sick. And so now it costs a small fortune to have your wisdom teeth removed if you can find a bus that'll take you to the dentist who's probably booked six months out and is short a lot of nurses. And dental isn't actually usually part of your health insurance. And all that's before COVID, which has become much more survivable over time, but which continues to kill 130, 140,000 Americans a year and potentially contributes to tens of thousands of extra deaths. We can't totally sort out yet. Here's how we improve healthcare, he says, with 30 seconds left. We can emphasize prevention. We can emphasize value-based care. of U.S. people polled said they delayed care due to costs last year. 38%. That's not how you make people healthy and get them to work and school. We can build and staff a million community health clinics. We can mandate paid sick leave. We can add a single-payer health insurance option and then use the leverage from that to get better prices. We can increase the percentage of black doctors and nurses. We can pay nursing teachers much more. Huge bottleneck. We can expand telehealth permanently. We can reduce brokers selling our health info. We can reduce the cost of drugs. We can expand Medicaid everywhere. I don't know. We could stop sacrificing children at every turn. With everything we do here, I hope it's clear that whenever I'm pointing out problems, however simple or frustrating or complicated, it's our job. It's my job. And it's your job, too, by being engaged with this, by giving a shit, to understand that each of them is an opportunity as well. I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy. I'm pointing out all the different places we can improve on to get to neutral where we need to, and then go further. Does that make sense? It's not rocket science. I love to talk about rocket science. This is not that. We have to redesign the incentives to provide everyone with high-quality versions of these very basic and very important items. That's what I'm here to do. Thank you for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.